Hello and welcome to The Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Work, and my good friend, Mrs. Berry. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> right. So, so this is a this is at the end of a week where Mrs. Woog moved house, lost a cat, found a cat, had a dog run away from where it was staying to find, find its way, its way here. here that it's never been to before. Yeah. And and Kim's had a headache for 10 days straight. I've had a headache for at least 10 days. And I, like, just, I don't know what happened. I oh, neither do I. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm really accident prone at the moment. Like, so. I know, she's already dropped 10 things since she's been I dropped, here. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's been a lot of uh, questions and comments coming in about, why did I move house? And why did you move house? And why didn't I talk about it? And why was it so sudden? And did I miss something? No, we just, I just had had enough of yeah. where I was. I needed a change of scenery. Yeah. And this property presented itself. And the next minute, three weeks later, we moved. Yeah. Like completely normal people. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we packed up in two days and unpacked in one day. We had half of Harry's football team come and work for the day, paid of course. Yeah. Uh, and they were just terrific. And so now I'm in a new house and I have to say I'm quite loving myself sick. This house, dear listeners, is Mrs. Lug. Like she I now I can't quite even remember her in any other setting. <laughs> it's like this is her. It's like they built it for me. The house is it's old. <laughs> Okay, so this is quite funny because I wrote this to you the other night and then I deleted it because I went, no, that can be misinterpreted but 10 hundred ways which way. But it was, it's open and it's expansive and it's light and bright and it's welcoming and it's, it's got character and it feels like living history and it's just like you cannot belong anywhere else. I know. And I kind of, like, just, you know, back to me. Yeah, um, of course. It kind of put me into a bit of a funk. Did it? Yes. Wow. Okay, let's explore that. Not because we are, I am in a very enviable position of living in a beautiful part of the world. Oh, my God. In a a beautiful house. Yeah. Quirky and lots of things wrong with it, but still, you know, um, but it's not me and it never has been me. And I actually said to Rob last week, you have made me feel more grounded and more like this is my home than I felt for the two decades beforehand. Yeah. Like you being here and what we've done here has made this feel like my, huh. like it is mine and yeah. it's our home. But it's a completely different feeling to walking into this house and just going, oh, my God, this is just Kate. Mm. And I want that. You'll get it. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know I, mean, I will. It's just geography. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just the best. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. I feel really happy here. I feel really happy here. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm in a better headspace already. I don't know why. Uh, how, you Just the natural light that you get in this place. Yeah. You have big, beautiful windows and just light and sun and openness. I mean, your other place had high ceilings as well, but there's high ceilings and, and op- the, you know, the, the spaces are open. And, and I don't have to hear people piss. Oh, I have two bathrooms here. <gasps> Luxury. Luxury, she says. But here I am and we're, we're a stone throw from the harbour. It's a great little spot. Very yeah. happy. Yeah. Won't be wearing Ugg boots again to uh, Woolworths at Neutral Bay. Because I did no. get some looks this morning. I thought, right, okay, I've got to step up the game a little bit. Well, at least Neutral Bay, you don't go, you don't go there without a full face and a court. Oh, my courtship. God, the glamour. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm too old to change. But that was what, when, um, when we first moved from Neutral Bay to the beaches, and I would go to the beaches and go, oh, my God, I can just, like, people were there in, like, pajamas, swimming costumes and not even with shoes on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, like, it's like being at Pauper Spit. Like, it's, oh. yeah. Hey, yes. um... Can you please share with us yes. the story yes. of Dusty Springfield's departure and... Subsequent and, rescue. Yeah. Uh, so it was Wednesday morning and there was a bit of bit of stuff to do. We had to get the footy boys here. Uh, Mr. Wig had the van. So it was decided that Jack would take the cat first so he could put the cat 
in his room just because the cat's going to freak out, right? Yeah. So that's so what you do. You put the cat in the carrier and, and you, you shut it in a room yeah. and just ignore it. But we put the cat in the character in the character in the carrier. Yes. Um, and then when we when they got to the house, Jack thought it might be nice to take the cat out of the carrier to show Dusty the front of the house. So, oh, for Dusty, fuck's sake, it, she's quite a strong personality. She's gone fuck all of this, and that car ride was shit. And I'm out of here. So she just scratched and bit, and so Jack let her go. And she ran down the road, never to be seen again. Because I thought, well, that's it. We like it yeah. doesn't know where it lives. It no. doesn't know any of these smells. No. And we live literally right next to the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. Which is famous for having lots of cars on it. Yeah. There's that whole thing called mm. like the Carl Expressway, the Warringah Expressway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. I thought that's you know that's sad. Yes. I quite liked that cat. <laughs> yes. We were um, quite fond of her. So, of course, we went looking, we hung up posters, we did all of that stuff, and the night fell and we couldn't find it. And Jack was hysterical for 24 hours. It was actually really quite sad. The next night, it was about 9 o'clock, and I'd just gotten into bed because, you know, hashtag party on down. Yeah. Um, where I had got a phone call saying, we found a cat, so we've run down. My mother-in-law, who lives a block away, had just gone out for one last look. And found a fluffy tail hanging out of a bush. And then there was a couple who were very hand flappy. As we ran down the road. Very hand flappy, ran down the road. Um, And so there was Dusty on a wall. And everyone was trying to coax her to come, you know, and the, I know this cat. This cat's not going to go. No, very this cat's looking at you all going, screw you. Fuck you. I'm, I'm free. Yeah, I'm free now. Um, I'm, I'm living on, you know, I'm living on harborside rodents. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, rats. Anyway, and so I snuck up behind her. I don't know who's a famous footballer, but whoever is the best tackler in the business is now the second best tackler in the business because I knew I only had one shot. Yeah. I only had one shot of getting that cat because if I had fucked that up, that cat, I was going to A, embarrass myself in front of the growing crowd of people (laughs) um, and B, Jack would never speak to me again. So I crash tackled that cat, hurt myself quite badly on my knee um, and got it. Wow. Don't say I'm not athletic, Kim. Oh, you're you're like a gazelle. <laughs> I, and I it's not that's not the first time I've said that, Mrs. Woog. You know that. <laughs> if there's anyone who has believed in your athletic prowess, it has been me. People often wonder if I'm having a fit on the dance floor, but anyway, I got the cat back. Uh, and then there's the question of the dog. So we're getting yes. a side gate built because there is currently none. And again, we live near Lots of traffic. Yes. And so Isabel's been staying with my in-laws, again, you know, a block away. Uh, And this morning, uh, Harry and I went to visit her. Yep. And then we didn't lock the back gate properly. Who didn't lock the back gate? Harry. This is, is you've really bred some, uh, you know, morons. But anyway, (laughs) um, and then I went and got shamed at the local Woolworths for not wearing appropriate footwear. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I need to lift my game. Fuckers. Anyway. Home delivery. Yeah. And then I get an hysterical phone call from my mother-in-law saying that the dog had gotten out. But our dog, who also didn't know where we'd moved to, had never seen the house, picked up our scent and deposited itself on the front door. That... uh, I'm not lying. My opinion of Isabel Barbara... I mean, she loves me to death anyway, so I've always got a soft spot for her because of her undying love for me. Uh, it, my esteem of her has risen dramatically. I mean, who knew that the little Shih Tzu, whatever she is... Maltese Shih Tzu Pomeranian. Yes. Had bloodhound in her. I know. A little bit of bloodhound. A little bit of bloodhound. I, would, I don't want to do that ancestry thing to see whether she does actually have bloodhound in her. I'm telling you now, she doesn't have bloodhound either. She doesn't. No. Look at her. I don't know. <laughs> it's still very impressive that she sniffed her way back to the house. I know. And it also means that I think we should need to shower more. <laughs> Tell me about your week. Enough about me. Oh, I just don't really have much to report. I've got um, 
it's it's the actual magazine deadline time so that is always hugely stressful for us because what happens every issue is i get a great first wind and then i get distracted for like just with other work stuff and then and you then, go oh i've got time i've got and time and then and then it reaches the point where you just go holy shit i don't have time and you have to sort of pull together you know a 54 page magazine in 4 days and we have largely done it and now we're at that point though where there's 5 pages to go it's all reliant on me. Can't you just and fill you can, them with ads? And you can no. We've got actually, you know, God bless our sales manager because she has exceeded budget. Oh, which fantastic! In this current climate. Oh my god, is that's amazing! Astounding and awesome. Um, and so, but what of course happens in these stress times is all the regular tropes of my stress brain come out. So I start, you know. Um, catastrophizing ca- uh, not so much catastrophizing all the negative self-talk starts so then i start honing in on myself about what i'm eating or not eating or that i'm getting fat and then like it's just so te- it is such a textbook it's really boring and so um i've been and i've been having terrible sleep um and i actually have found that the melatonin gives me really angry dreams and i was talking to my psychiatrist about it and he said I know that everyone says it's natural and that, and he goes, but I would encourage you not to take it. He goes, I've had, you know, he goes, I just have, I have some opinions about it. I can't, you know, really, he said, it's just going off my own experience with it, but also things that other patients have sort of said to me, but it's, yes, it's natural, but I just don't think we fully know it's, you know, I would get off it. So I haven't taken it. Yeah. I would get off it. Um, but of course, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't, this hasn't been a great week. I can try and explain more of it, but that's really, that's really about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Oh. Just a weird week. It was a weird week. It was a, it was a fucking hectic week is what it was. I tell you what else was good though. I got the two little boys to the dentist just for checkups. And it's the first time they've been in about four or five years but it's always nerve-wracking because it's nerve it's i get one of the reasons why i don't go is because i'm so sick of getting shamed by dentists about the last time my kids were there yeah or the, or the state too. of their teeth so that makes me really anxious so that sort of is what so you put it off because that's so going to make it, it all better and that's going to make it heaps better that's a perfectly <laughs> rational decision and then, and then also is i just then sort of go look i know that the actual checkup part's going to be free but if they're going to need fillings or or some work done which they probably will because i haven't been for so long then i'm not going to be able to afford that and i don't that's just really humiliating and embarrassing and i just don't so we just won't do it so yeah that that's that i know you you just got to cop that one doesn't doesn't everyone love like <laughs> isn't everyone just clambering to be inside my brain you think everyone's just going wow that mrs berry i want to be inspired i want to just be just like her well you know you go on instagram and you look at all these mums who like are hugging their kids and they're so blessed and so happy and I'm like, are they all high? It's lies. It's absolute lies. Are they all fucking taking tabs or MDMSs or something? <laughs> MDMS. MDMA. MDMA? Um, like, are they all just drunk? So anyway, I did actually count my... I did actually hashtag blessed this week of going, you know what was great? It just took that... You know when you get those little white ants in your brain, they gnaw away and you should just do them to get rid of them. Yeah. And it was so nice to actually do that and get rid of that. Jasper's teeth, absolutely fine. Grover had two very superficial little fillings and they were dealt with. And I was just like, it was actually so really lovely. So start fresh now. Make Starting sure fresh. Yeah, they're going, their appointments are in for six months. Mine's in for six months. I did also get, and this is another, this is a highlight of the week. I picked up my mouth guard. <laughs> just when I don't think you could get any sexier, Kim. I know. You just. Just I roll it out. I know. I just another level of just it's quite outstanding. Yeah. Yep. I haven't worn it yet because it's just in my bag. All you That's need handy. is a sleep apnea mask, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you would win the title of Sleeping Beauty. Northern Beaches chapter. Oh God. Yeah. That's what I need a CPAP. <laughs> I need a CPAP, and then we're good to go. Oh, God. Hey, I did watch a um, 
I, t- I watched a doco movie thing, a doco last night called The Athlete A, which was the story around that that um, medical guy in USA Gymnastics who sexually assaulted more than 500 oh, girls. yeah, well, I'm not ready to watch why that. Why did I watch that? Oh, yeah, no, I don't know why you I was in a really that. bad headspace and I watched that. And you watched that? Because so you, deep weird. down, you must hate yourself so hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Because like, I flick around and I'm going, hmm. And then I was feeling particularly angry one day, so I watched the Jeffrey Epstein Filthy <laughs> Rich documentary. And oh, I was he's offside. I delighted he's... to see that she's been yes. arrested she was yesterday. arrested this week, yeah. yeah. And I also read today that, like, that they expect she's going to suicide any stage, which, of course, is code for the Queen stepping in, uh. like what happened with Jeffrey or Donald Trump. Don't tell me that didn't happen. Wait, what? Okay, that story just jumped several hoops. Jeffrey I... Epstein yes. was murdered. Yes. Yes. So the fear is that this one is going to also uh, be murdered. Do you think it's do you think it's interesting that her like, you know, she was basically a pimp and her name was Jizz? <laughs> what how do you pronounce that? I don't know. But that's why I, I, I don't know and I don't care because it ruins it ru- ruins my joke. She was just Gilane, Gilane, Gislane, Gilane. Anyway, Gillian. Maybe it was Gillian. No. Um, what a horrible person. What a disgusting, despicable woman. Oh God. But do you know what? Oh, God, I'm getting it, hot under your blankets. Um, and not, for, not for those reasons. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much lying down. Hey, um, do you know one of the things that really irked me in that athlete A thing, and uh, that irks me through all of these sexual assault, pedophilia sort of cases is the people who are complicit. Yep. So the head of USA Gymnastics who knew from like the eighties. How could you live with yourself? The coach one of the coaches. You're knew. pulling the trigger. Yep. And I was talking to Rob about this, right? Can you keep fucking still? I can't. See this is part of my whole just yeah, I can't. Um this is one of the things Rob and I were talking about. Uh, uh, how do those people how do those people live with themselves? Like, how do you live with that knowledge? But we were talking about how it's not a blanket decision made, you know, a line in the sand made 30 years ago. The first decision just would have been, oh, this is just a one-off or oh, that's, you know, and then Don't it just it grows. Again. It just grows, you know, like the, 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 the goalposts keep changing in terms of, well, we'll just do this or, oh, no, I'm just going to do that until finally. You and know, then now you know about it. So you're actually now... In trouble too. Yeah. So you're going to dig yourself a little deeper. Yeah. Because you didn't stop it. Yes. Gosh, we are ch- After last week's deep dive into disaster, we really need um, to turn the beat around. I know. I've got to go to the toilet. Okay. okay stay tuned. And we're back from that <sighs> unscheduled interruption. I know. Do you know that I've, I said this to someone yesterday? You know when you're like, we're talking about going to the toilet. Yes. You know, like... All of a sudden, you need to go, and you need to go right now. Yes. Whereas before you go, oh, I could probably go, but I'll I just can't be bothered. Yeah. But now, I'm like, there's a sense of urgency that comes over Oh, with you. all of it. Yes. I know. What's that about? Oh, it's called being a woman at 47, I believe. Fuck, I'm 47 on Monday. Oh, my God. I know, right? I thought I was 37. <laughs> I remember turning 37 thinking, oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. The end is near. I know. We're, like, like we're 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 hurtling towards fifty. Yeah, I can remember very clearly when my mum was fifty. Oh, same. And it's like, no, that can't be right. I'm meant to be a grown up. I like, remember my mum's fiftieth. They got so drunk. So there's hope that we're <laughs> not that boring yet. <laughs> um, okay, tell me something good. Well, I moved into a house I love. Oh, yes. I bought a couch, which I love. Yes. Um, my neighbours appear to be really lovely. <gasps> and oh. um, something good, something good. Uh, I've got a wardrobe that actually is useful. I can see all my clothes. So I've been wearing clothes that I've forgotten I'd even owned. And does the does the cater just fall down? No. Like look, look, look at one? the old one. So I had a Ford sectional wardrobe with three sliding doors of which came off the racks every day yes so you couldn't see half of your wardrobe and then (laughs) the last end bit of it had a rod which would just like out of nowhere collapse in the middle of the night and you're thinking someone was trying to break in nice it was very stressful living and it was so funny because the day before we moved out and you know i love my little house but it was like 
There was always something going. Oh, out. we've just got an emergency call. Sorry about that. Um, oh, oh, so many interruptions. I know. Anyway, we're not having a break, so we're just powering through. We're powering through. Um, on Monday, I got up and had my weekly shave yes. with my defluffer. Yeah. And now I have a nasty little ingrown hair oh. just here, which I've been delightfully picking. Yeah. So just a oh, trap for young an, players. That's an upside of my week, well, the yeah. last sort of week and a half, is Jasper has come on board with actually looking after his skin and following a skincare regime because he's, you know, teenage acne is currently not great. And he's let me have a go at some of the blackheads. Do you know how satisfying that is? You do know how satisfying that is. You love a pick. Uh, yeah, but not only of myself. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, God, Which no. brings me to a question from the reader's question. I'm going to jump in here because it's a segue. Okay. Um, Hetty, question, maybe Jack can help. Recommendation for boys' skincare range. My almost 14-year-old is struggling with little white pimple outbreaks all over his nose. Hoping for suggestions, he's willing to follow a skincare regime. Thanks. Happy Dusty's back. I love you, ladies. Thank you for starting this amazing community. <laughs> Hugs, Hetty. And I spoke to Jack about this, and he has got a very clear, precise instructions. So he is going to set up a photo, and I am going to take a photo of the products he used okay. and pop them, uh, Hetty, under your question. So I think that's oh, great. the best can way to do, do that. Can you do that? Because yes. Jasper is currently using... Um, some products like he's actually I've got him using some ASAP products mm-hmm. as well as some um, a particular mask from the ordinary mm-hmm. and that's actually being really effective uh, but he's got to keep at it and mm-hmm. of course that's like well it's diff- that's the difficult part for all of us yes well, the, well Jack is quite the beauty connoisseur uh, he's done a lot of research and has got this combination of products and his skin is magnificent so his skin I, is magnificent I will happily share that with you on the page okay should we do readers' questions? Let's do readers' questions. Oh, here we go. Is it the one that starts with the Gordon's gin? Yes. Oh, now one of the things was, and I haven't, I've been thinking about it ever since. The reader who asked last week about what to do with a teenage son who, with and with anger, who is now starting to act out, and it was right near the very end, and we were like, "You need to ask us again next week." So I haven't forgotten about it. And I really think that once you're at that stage, you need to be getting some professional help. Um, and I, and beyond that, I'm really, when I had, when my boys particularly feel it's, you're going to have to put that on silent. That's Sorry. really annoying. <laughs> I've already joined a committee since I've been here for three nights. Oh, now. I know. I know. <laughs> just was like she just can't help herself yeah i've already joined a local committee where anyway that's until i know more about it they asked for my support and i said absolutely oh my god you you just cannot be i'm gonna go for a local council next you are you are just gonna follow in your mother's footsteps (laughs) (laughs) famous last words uh when i had felix when he was younger had was really was an angry child um and the only time to really deal with those behaviours was when you were not in them. So that's my, that's pretty much all I'm going. I, I can add. I don't know if you want to add anything. If you've, you know, had sort of incidences where your boys just start to physically, no, act out. Oh, but, they, they they try and kill each other. Yeah, and I just don't get involved in that anymore. No, but if his if his anger is spilling out to a point where you don't feel safe, yeah, no, that's not cool. Then you need to be getting, you need to be getting external advice. Um, and also the only way to talk to them about it is when you're not actually in one of those moments. Absolutely. Um, you can say something like, you know, I want to talk about what happened last Tuesday when he's in a good mood and when you're sort of connecting Yeah. and just don't point the finger at him. That Yeah. And, but just come from it from your perspective and yes. say, you know, it hurts me to see you when you're like that because I know that you're not happy about that either yeah, yeah. and um so was there something that triggered it like let's have a look at what was making you upset that day yeah and it's about learning that, that god don't you wish you could go back to the days where you could just take your belt off your jeans and give them a good smack no <laughs> you you monster <laughs> Um, and I think uh, the, one of those things is always about you're not judging their behaviour, you're telling them how it makes you feel. Yeah. So when when you're really angry like that, it makes me feel unsafe. 
Um, and also then talking about techniques that when they're starting to feel that happen, what they can do. And generally it's about removing themselves from the situation. It's a big thing for a kid to learn because like even me at the age of 587, when I'm starting to feel anxious or I'm starting to overthink things, like I have spent years learning how to undo that yeah. triggering behaviour. So yeah. it is a big thing to learn. Also, the hormones are going crazy. There's so many external factors yeah. Yeah. going on in that age group. I reckon 14 and 15 is the hardest years I've had to deal with. Jasper and I were talking yesterday about something came up about someone being in a psychosis and Jasper and I sort of explained what it was and he said, have you ever, have you ever had one? And I said, yes. And I've had sort of one and then I, and then there was another incident where I was very close to sort of tipping into psychosis. But by that point I had excellent, um, you know, psychiatric care and I was okay. And, but I told, we talked through the time that I did have, went, that I did have a psychosis and. What was and, the trigger for that? If you don't mind me asking. I was, the head meds I was on at the time were not working. I had severe anxiety my psychiatrist I was seeing at the time was actually in his own deep depression because his second, much younger wife had told him that she was leaving. So I was not getting good care. And then I woke up one morning and went, I can't feel like this anymore. And I, and I went, oh, I've still got some antidepressant. I can't remember which one it was. What did we used to be on before Lexapro? No, I've only on Lexapro. Was it Zoloft? that's meant to be really good for anxiety. And I went, oh, I've still got some of those. I'll take one of those. So of course, put that, took that. And as soon as I took it, I went, that was a really bad idea. You're going to get the side effects of that drug on top of your anxiety that you're already feeling. And sure enough, by the end of the day, um, I had the shakes. I was really nauseous. I was starting to get involuntary face movements and, um, and just that sort of cold sweat. And then as the night went on, I started to hallucinate and I had those, you know, those Egyptian scarab beetles. Yeah. I had them crawling under my skin. Oh shit. And I had demonic Peter, Peter rabbits jumping over the tiles in the bathroom. They were sort of like Peter rabbit, but then they had the head of the rabbit out of the movie Donnie Darko on them. Okay. And I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm sort of looking at it going, I don't think that's right. (laughs) I don't think anyone else can see those. And I sort of reached the point, it was actually one of the times that, you know, that chef stepped up and he rang the mental health hotline and they said, look, you know, she's only taken one tablet. It shouldn't really affect her that much. And meanwhile, I'm just standing down the back room, just like, about to get a, well, just about to get a knife out to cut them out. Yeah. Fuck. And, I, and I'd said to, I'd said to AB, I think what I'll do, like came down exactly like that. Hands up. I think what I'll do is go for a swim. And he was like, What? I said, I'll just, I really feel like if I just go for a swim in the ocean, by this point, it's like 10 o'clock at night. If I go for a swim over at the beach, it, I just feel like it'll all wash off. He's like, right, okay, I, mm, I don't think that's a great idea. And then we went to the hospital and got terrible treatment from a young registrar who had no idea, gave me a lecture, because by then I was vomiting as well. And by then he told me that, um, he asked what I'd eaten that day and I'd had half a salad roll at lunch because I felt so nauseous, but I hadn't been eating. Yeah, so you have to eat something. So I was like, maybe if I eat something, I actually won't feel so. And I ate, you know, and he goes, well, next time when you're feeling really sick, maybe don't eat anything. Oh, right. This sounds helpful. And then he was like, I think, and then he went away and he came and he goes, just having a panic attack. Just need to go home. Oh, fuck off. And I looked at him and and of course now I know, like I should have said, I'm actually, I'm feeling really suicidal. Yeah. But I just said, I don't know if you understand, if I leave here, something bad's going to happen. So he went off again and spoke to the consult. What year was this? Was this might have been a long time ago? This was um, this was twenty. Grover was um, it was no, it was two thousand and seven. No, two thousand and eight. Yeah, I think a lot has changed since then. Oh my god! Like I'm like a different. My life is no, no. But I'm saying even oh the, the care, the yeah, care. yeah. Like and um, so he came back and he gave me a diazepam, like a Valium. And uh, anti-nausea shot and sent me home. And then get this, I went to work the next day. Fuck. And then I went to work, but I got an emergency appointment with that shrink. And I went and saw him that afternoon and he basically put me on, he just put me on sick leave for indeterminate. And I never went back to work. 
Yeah. Because every time I think about going back to work there, the pain. And you had a real shitty boss, didn't you? That was, yeah, I did before I'd gone on mat leave. And then when I'd come back afterwards, they'd restructured because government can't get rid of the shit boss. Just, you know. Move them around. Yeah. And then, I had a, and then I had an awesome boss who I was really looking forward to working with. And then I didn't really work with her because I went back for a couple of weeks and then I just. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Anyway, so we were talking about that. And then Jasper said to me, because, oh, yeah, I think I was bipolar in year seven and eight. Now, obviously not the right term, but I said, oh, okay, talk to me about that. And he said, the rage, he goes, I just have days when I felt like I could murder people. And then the next day I would be absolutely fine. (laughs) Welcome to my current state of play. And I was just like, oh, you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? (laughs) But it's them being able to talk about this stuff. like. And so it doesn't get labelled that they're violent or aggressive. It just is part of, you know, I'm really struggling at the moment. I'm feeling really angry all the time. Okay, let's, what can we do? What can Mm. we find that will help? For me, it all comes down to stress. Stress. I know that for me. Stress, sleep. Sleep, stress. Exercise. We know what we have to do. And it's the same for all of us. It's the same for our kids just as much as us. Anyway, okay, moving on. on. Lyndall just said she had a GNT with a Nurofen Opdisorb Chaser. Excellent combination. Now, now we are not doctors, so you should not be doing that. But I have found when I have massive bad period pains, gin and tonic and two naprogesics, give me 10 minutes and I'm fine. Um, Oh, God. Trifena threw up lying on the CT scan machine today after they injected radioactive dye and told me, you will feel the hot flush. <laughs> Soon. Um, trying not to laugh and stay still and vomited. Oh, that is a bad situation. That hot flush from the radioactive dye is the weirdest sensation I've ever had in my life. Because they inject it and it goes to your groin. So you immediately... But it happens in like... This is how... It just is the most fascinating thing about our blood... How our blood pumps through our body in that it goes in and in like a nanosecond it floods your groin area with this just warmth and, and you actually not that, in a good way well you think that you're you kind of think you're wetting yourself <laughs> oh god it's very weird and she spewed dear oh. god that's terrible um but yeah they put it in you get it across your chest and then it goes down into your groin Ooh, weird anyway um oh what's this new what's this new cure it's not a cure the Napro wine has been around since we were at uni days. Yes, that's we're where not advocating it. it. You are not meant to mix, you know, pain medications and alcohol. Absolutely not. It's forbidden. But do it if you need to. <laughs> I don't condemn that. But if you're desperate, it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay, Kerry, we've answered your questions about the new place and how did Dusty find a way home. Um, how's your knee? That's all right. Um, yes, lots of questions. Oh, oh my God, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. Blah, I, know, blah, I didn't even realise Dusty was such a draw card for the show. Oh, here's one about me. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Jennifer says, and Kim, so you don't feel left out. <laughs> I love your posts. I was happy to see you and Rob take a breather this evening and enjoy the sky. And I will be making your chicken dish with the wine, olive oil and Dijon. <gasps> you yeah. need to do that. Thanks for the inspo. It's, uh, it's nice to get recommendations of recipes others have tried, but was the quarter of a cup Dijon too much? No, no. You've got to go with the quarter of a cup. I thought the same thing too. Seems like a lot. And then it says, sorry, Kate, you can say bored now. Bored now. Um, yeah, so Rob and I, I'd sort of been in a bit of a head funk this week. And so we were driving back from Harris Farm last night. The sunset was amazing. So we were like, and I said, we've got to pull over. So we stopped at the dog park at Mona Vale, which is right on the headland, and we got out and we just stood there on the grass, the ocean on one side and the sunset all around us, just going, our lives are amazing. I'm just watching hordes of people go past the street with dogs. Oh. Anyway, keep going. As yours snoozes away quietly on the end of ours. Escape artist. (laughs) Um... Oh, this is exciting. Justine says, I have good news. Yay! This week I started a new job. I had two interviews and a referee check in February, March before the employer went into lockdown. And finally last week I was offered the job. It's a part-time role where I can use my skills and work in one of Melbourne's most iconic buildings. I'm very relieved, grateful and happy to be working. Well. That is good news. Jog it in, Justine. That is very, very exciting. And you enjoy it. Enjoy it. And like... Just be be the weird one in the office, the weird new lady. 
Oh, God. Uh, if medical research is prime, Oh, this is from Donna. If medical research is primarily done on men, what does that mean for menopause research? No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Oh, my them. God, it doesn't affect them. Why are Except they for put... the fact that their wives get cranky and don't put out anymore. Um, and why would they put any money or research into something that doesn't give them yeah. any benefit I at saw all? a great meme this week that was from one guy saying, you know, the minute I put a mask on, within five seconds, I feel like I can't breathe. And some, and then a woman wrote, can you even imagine what the world would be like if men got their period? Oh, God. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, Anne says, oh, look for me. Uh, hey Kim, what do you, what did you do to resolve your not medically explained gut pain saga? Is your smoothie, I don't have smoothies, and bone broth habit helpful? No, you do. Oh, my green smoothies. smoothies. Okay, so Anne. Dare you doubt one of our listeners. I know. I'm going, what smoothies? No, the green smoothie. It's not a smoothie though. It's just green powder in a green juice. Um, no, we never really did get to the bottom of it, but I do know that if I, drink a lot of alcohol so let's say if i drink three nights in a row then i will start to get the same nauseousness and pain uh, the same with caffeine caffeine makes my stomach all crampy and gross um but it tends to be like i will have something like like i've just had one of those slimline little dcs because that's my diet coats with mrs Wu because that's part of our what we do it's what we do and that's fine but i can't um but like a coffee i can't that just gives me tummy ache. Um, we really didn't really get to the bottom of it. Um, I like the fact that it's a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Uh, I do actually think a lot of it was, I think a lot of it was stress. I think it was a really big, I think it was the culmination of when I started my job in April last year. And it was almost like it crescendoed to then. So like nine months later, and then I had this complete body meltdown and then I've, been great ever since kind of really cracking on Cracking on um no helen says no questions just a proud mama here miss 18 who is extremely lackluster got the results of her first semester at uni which she hates being online and she got a pass two credits and a bloody distinction can you imagine if she actually studied more <laughs> isn't that like isn't that just like a parent's like famous last word yes. imagine if you actually put in the effort i remember when i was at school and they'd have those parent teacher interviews and they'd say oh you know <clears throat> she just applied herself she's got the she's got the ability but she just doesn't have the application well welcome to the rest of my fucking life mrs knowles yeah <laughs> mrs knowles gosh um okay Dee says, my last contract came to an end on Tuesday and just quietly, I'm loving having some downtime. I still don't feel like I've stopped yet, but I feel like I might have time to do stuff now, like finish unpacking. Also, fun fact, post hysterectomy, but with lonely single ovary intact, PMS is an unpredictable, out of nowhere tear fest. There's no warning signals. Again, I could have written that one. <laughs> Liz says, Dee, sure is, and I've had... And I've just had my lonely ovary out eight weeks ago. And boy, some things come out of nowhere. <laughs> Actually, I was very teary on Thursday, but I didn't cry. But I just was, okay, the, okay do you want to know what a wonderful thing was this week? Yes. Grover was 13. Lovely. That was lovely. So you've got no babies left. No babies left. We had my, my father-in-law's 80th last Sunday, and which, we coinc- which we combined to make sort of Grovey's family birthday as well. It was yep. just beautiful. We were all there. Chef was there with the new partner. And... She's not really new. No, she's not new anymore, is she? No, she's been on the scene for five years. Speaking of which, can I just say yeah. a quick message to all those late 40, 50-year-old men who are leaving your wives for younger bits of fluff at work. You're a fucking douchebag. My friend, that's happened to her this week. And when I think back, oh. I can actually name probably 10 friends of mine whose husbands have done that. What the fuck? And she's like, oh, it's just such a cliche. It is such a cliche. And Happened to one of the families in, in our baseball team. Oh. And he's, yeah, he's going off with the, you know, the, the secretary from work. Yeah. And then he was basically, one of his reasons was, I just thought my life would be more exciting. Well, it happened to one of my girlfriends, and you know her. Yes. And he said, I just want a do-over. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah, I just want a do-over. So he moved to Melbourne. He's had two more babies oh. with this young lady. 
Um, and yeah. How's that do over going? Oh, I couldn't give a fuck. I'm no. not going to waste any time thinking about him. No. Anyway, stop it. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, shout out to Andrew this week who bought me over a casserole and a loaf of homemade sourdough. Oh, my sourdough making has just gone through the roof. Oh, I'm I don't going... know. I could have a competition with, with Andrew because his is pretty good. Oh, he's been making them for it. I wouldn't do that. His will be next level because oh. I, I run pretty fast and loose. Mr. Wu basically ate the whole thing and he doesn't eat He bread. doesn't eat bread. I know. He doesn't eat bread and he ate nearly the whole loaf in 24 <sighs> hours. Well, I know what I'm bringing next weekend. Not that I'm competitive or anything. <laughs> um, Aileen says, my puppy grew so big I had to have a big declutter, including furniture. My daughter came out of hospital and did the same. No doubt Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Wu will be doing the same while moving, although I did hear she was not a hoarder at the best of times. It is so cathartic getting rid of stuff you don't need or never liked. It's like a weight lifted from my shoulders. How many... How many butt flushes? Oh, oh hot. <laughs> how many... I like that. It's not a hot flusher, it's a butt flusher. Butt flusher. How many butt flushes cleaned out over COVID? P.S. Attached is a puppy and dog pick. <laughs> the reason we needed more space. Oh, my God, that dog is huge. Is that a bull mastiff? Yes. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. Apparently, they're beautiful oh, dogs. Oh, no, they're lovely dogs. Yeah. They're just, their poos are too big for me. Well, this is the thing, because I'm back in that land of, like, going, I think I want, like, a, you know. Just get a little dog. I don't know. You say Or a, a greyhound. Dog. No, I can't get a greyhound. It's seeing those ribs and that long pointy nose. It's, it's weird. Um, You've never, ever been like that before. About what? About people's appearance. <laughs> about seeing their ribs. You're a skinniest. You know, you know that people's whose ribs I can see skeeve me out. <laughs> no one, you can see their ribs; they can't be trusted. Um, Liz says, "Kim, keep baking, so I can imagine the smell from the photo." I made. She bought brownies over today, and it was vastly celebrated in our house. Yes, they were still warm. They were still warm. Yeah, lots of people are going for the um, Gordon's gin in a can. Influences. Uh, okay, so Hedy, we talked about the we talked about the pimple stuff, and I will do that tonight. I promise you. Um, and yeah, can you? Yeah, and I know I haven't done the adoption. Oh, special edition. So I'm you going let people to... down again. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like me posting out parcels to people. Um, so, but I have, you know, obviously I am going to do it because it was just so interesting. Quarter of a million downloads we've had, Kim, and you're letting people down. I know, I know. I'll try harder. Um, that's it. Is there something about crack and back? Not, not in the in the questions. Okay, so no. Uh, where is that crack and back? Yeah, it's down in the. No, side. no, no. Where is it in the the discussion? Oh, I'll look it up. Because um, we're doing that. I, I can't, like. Can we? It would be no, so I'm gonna, fun. I'm going to get in touch and get her to book out the whole place. And I think there's only eight bedrooms, <gasps> but each bedroom has two people. So obviously, you don't want to share with a stranger. But if, there's, if you've got another friend who's in the flush page, we'll give you plenty of notice. And she's going to just look after us for two nights. She has a country bed and breakfast with a, a celebrated restaurant attached. There's a main sort of living area with big fireplaces and big couches. And, like, just please. This is from Jody. Yes. I just listened to your latest podcast and, quite frankly, had tears of joy. I just can't wait till you two and the Flushing Universe come to the Snowy Mountains. I will spoil, spoil oh. you all so rotten. I just need to say how grateful I am for your generosity of spirit and love that you bring to your listeners. Oh. I really don't think you both have any idea about the impact you have on us. My chicken leek and mushroom <gasps> pie. Oh, no, that was what got me in, I must say. <laughs> and crab bisque souffle. <laughs> awaits. Love you. Actually, Jody and I often have little chats on... Um, on Insta about food stuff and it's just she sent me a recipe for these peanut butter choc chip biscuit things that like they were just gone. So can you give her a shout out uh the what's the business called? Because even if you can't make it on the hot flush weekend, like it just sounds like heaven. Yeah. What's it called? Um oh, she hasn't actually put it Yeah, someone else put it up. Oh Rach put it in Rach put it in Krakenback, Krakenback Farm. Krakenback Farm. Google it. Tell her you're a friend of the flush. Make your own Girls Weekend down there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Someone's found like, well, the stairs are quite steep in this house. That was so funny. So one of the things that that you know, can sometimes be an issue with me and my mum is that mum struggles to find the good thing to say. Even though I grew up with her saying, if you have, if you can't find anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. So you know how we've remodeled that little bit of the kitchen yes. with the new stove? We're still just waiting for the stone bench tops, the existing stone bench tops to come back because we just had them cut down to fit so the whole kitchen still looks the same. But a Bronwyn's husband, Serge, who's helped us, just got some bits of wood to nail to the top. So I just had a surface. Yep. Right? And mum came down and just looked and then – and just sort of ran a hand and just first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, it's got a bit of a bow in it. And it's like, well, it's not there forever. Like, it's just an interim. It's not It's not the new table. You know. Oh, God. And that's like when my mum, God love her, and her best friend Jenny came to unpack the kitchen um, and do some zhuzhing. And that was mum's things. I don't like the look of those stairs. Yes. That's so bad. And I said, well, mum, you're like... 70 something yeah. I said like and to me like going up and down those stairs 10 times is not going to be a problem for me yeah she goes I just worry if you have too much to drink maybe you should put a mattress down the bottom of the stairs <laughs> oh god I thought she was worried about herself oh like, no no she, she was visit. she was and she was quite pulled out that there was an accommodation for her uh, oh well there's a shed oh sorry Christine that's a terrible thing to say she's got a house on the market I know I had no I had no idea I had no idea you came from landed gentry <laughs> I was like looking at that place just going holy shit balls I had no big. idea that my you wouldn't friend, know would you that, I, my, that my best and dearest friend lived in like somewhere that had like pony stables and god knows servants quarters and, and croquet wings, lawns wings like there's wings to the house it's just like <laughs> She kept that under a hid that under a bushel, didn't she? You know, but I'm all right, eh? Hey, I'm all right. You came out of it all right. Yeah. No, it's a big house and it's a very it was it was built in the family. It's been five generations, so it's a big deal to let it go, but um it's just too much for anyone. Yeah, yeah. You need someone like a Jamie Packer to buy it. I don't think mum would sell it to Jamie Packer. We were talking about Jamie Packer in the car driving over. And sort of saying, you know, it's kind of like when his father died and he sort of inherited everything, that he's really not really done anything with it. He's just sort of sold bits off here and there. He hasn't really... I kind of... I feel so sorry because I think underneath all of that, all of that pressure he must... He he probably just wanted to be like a mandolin player in the streets of Spain. This is exactly what we were saying. Married to a goat. Was that... Well, I think he always probably seemed quite partial to a supermodel. But, like, (laughs) we were both just like... He's probably quite like Prince Charles, who never wanted to be king. Doesn't even really... He would have been quite happy pottering around in his glass houses. Yeah. Jamie Packer probably would have been very happy, happy tinkering around in whatever it was that he and was interested in. But because of, you know, he's just inherited this thing and he's meant to have been this great mogul. That's a dirty fucking business, though. The, that business of oh. entertainment and casinos, like... Oh. Yeah, that, that's not doing the world... No. Not making the world a better place. No. And now he has a... Now he's got a building being made that looks like he's cock and balls. Ooh. It's called Packer's Pecker. Oh, my God. The very thought of that. Yeah. You look at it. It is. It's a shaft and two two testicles. I don't want right to think of Right on the edge of the harbour. I don't want to think of his penis. And now you're making... But yeah. why has he got all these hot girlfriends? Wonder why. I wonder why. Fuck. Like... Uh, would you, uh, uh, how much would it cost for you to blow Jamie Packer? Mm. Where would I be allowed to live? No, no, it was just a, a cash check. Oh, cash check. Five million? I was, I was going to say ten. Yeah, five, ten. Somewhere between five and ten. Yeah. There's so a place- he said he's $5,000 cash right here now. 5000 cash? Yeah. No, five million, maybe. <laughs> Oh, we're grossing everyone out. Everyone's turning off. <laughs> hey, um, uh, yeah, now, but I was telling you another story before that. Yeah. Uh, it's gone. Oh, I've just got this feeling of thickness in my stomach. No, so do you know why? Because five, so there's a place going for sale that's a wide, it's a wide terrace in Surrey Hills, completely derelict, and I want to buy it, but because of where it is, it's going to sell for about four and a half. 
and then I want to spend and they reckon it'll cost about a million and a half to do it up and then you'll have like an eight million dollar property and I want to do it I know exactly who I want the architect to be and I just want it it's probably already sold I keep forgetting to buy a lotto ticket yeah about that you know what I'm getting tired are you of what me no just of everything. I'm, I've just had a big week. Oh, but I have to say to you, Sydney, you have turned it on like a scone this week. The weather has been Astounding. utterly delightful. Um, if you don't follow Benjamin Law on Twitter or on Instagram... I don't want to know you. Can you just do yourself a favour? And this is his latest picture that he's put up on Instagram. He's a cutie. Completely. Is he MasterChef? No. Oh. No, he's actually like a... a writer. Yeah. And he's named it the Butt Cave, where he stayed. <laughs> it's just very... Anyway, he's very funny. He's a good, he's a good guy. Um, and really, I don't know. Will that do? I think that'll have to do because I'm out of words. I'm kind of out of words. Why didn't we have a lot to talk about this week? Grover turned 13. That was a big deal. We talked um, about uh, Jamie Packer's cock a fair bit. Talked about Jamie Packer's cock. The move, my escaping the animals. Move, the escaping animals. Um, we didn't tell you, well, you didn't mention, which I'm quite hurt, about the beautiful housewarming gift that I brought you. Oh my God. <clears throat> Kim is the best gift giver. <laughs> like, she really is. Be friends with her for that reason only. <laughs> she gives the most gorgeous, thoughtful gifts. And she's been out to, out to dinner with us over to our place and obviously clocked our Woolworths no, it was... salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> So she has turned up with the fancy assed salt and pepper shaker and it takes a lot to move Mr. Woog. Like he doesn't get excited about much. But when she brought over the Tweety Birds yes. from Top 3 by Design and he took them to work. Yes. And then he got into so, so much He was in so trouble. much trouble. And then the other night she's turned up with these beautiful pine... Yeah, uh, really solid uh, salt and pepper grinders, and they're both topped with marble. One's white marble, that would be for the salt, yes. and one's uh, dark grey marble, which yes. I suspect would be for the pepper. I suspect so. But they're so beautiful that we just have them on display. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to be really de- next time next weekend. I'm coming over with like peppercorns and rock salt if they're not, you know, because you've got to use them. The beauty of them is in their use. Yes, and that's what the other thing is that we unpacked all the good shit when we got here. Things that we got for our wedding that we've never opened. We thought, fuck it, we're going to use those Limoges plates or whatever. Oh, yay. Yeah, so everything's out. Everything's ready to be destroyed. That's what you want. That's what you want. What are you looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to not having to get kids off to school. Oh, yes. And those who ask, no, the kids are staying at their school because we live right near a train station, so. Yes, yeah. Oh, look, she's running in a sleep. Oh, my God, you've got to see this. Isabel's running after a bunny. <laughs> in her sleep. In her sleep. Look her at little her. Paws, her little paws are going and her little heart's racing. Oh, look at her. She's having a dream. She's a... Or she's having a seizure. <laughs> no, I think the whole body would be going if it was a seizure. I've never seen her do that before. Oh, really? It's quite interesting. Okay, darlings, love anyway. you and leave you. We'll see you next week. Have, Have a lovely week. Wonderful week. And as we like to say, just keep plucking. Over and over again. Every fucking week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.